We need a little breath of fresh air, right? A little something to bring a smile to your face during all this. So here's the donkey. He's smiling at you. Part four. So the first two sayings were about worship, the third one is about the monarchy, and this final one is just this litany of death and death and death. Um, the punishment, death, is figurative in verse 15 and then becomes literal in verse 16. In verse 14, it seems like God is arguing with herself. Sorry. Himself. Um, maybe to come to the rescue before the end. We are talking about parents, and let's be honest that mothers tend to be more nurturing, right? Um, and then God in this picture is a very nurturing God. When we get there, he will He will be, I promise. I promise it gets better. Um, so in this place, we are, God is arguing, here we go, God is arguing with himself. Um, Asking himself, should I do this? Should I come to their rescue before the end? Should I do this? Um, and he says, I will deliver this people from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Where, O oh death, are your plagues? Where, O oh grave, is your destruction? The answer, though, is I will have no compassion. See that? I will have no compassion. That's how God is answering uh, his own sense of just loving this child but knowing that, that they're, they need to go through this so they can learn their lesson. And why must Israel be destroyed? Verses 12 and 16 tell us there's sin, there's guilt, there's rebellion. And now we have a little comparison. I don't know, did you recognize some of those words in the last, that last section? Where of death, right? Um, a little different though, right? Yeah, good point. Um, so, I will deliver the people, this people from the power of the grave, I will redeem them from death. Where of death are your plagues? Where of grave is your destruction? And you have no compassion. So we have in 1 Corinthians 15, um, verses 54 through 56. It says, When the perishable have been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? So you see how Paul in 1 Corinthians has adjusted. He's, he's, he's probably writing this from memory, but he knows that his his audience is going to recognize these verses from Hosea. And so he takes these verses and he turns them on their head, right? In, instead of in uh, Hosea where they are the Lord saying, yeah, death, you're going to have the victory at this point. Paul is saying, look, no more. Death, where is your victory? It is gone. These two scriptures are linked by this quotation, but they are as contrasting as possible. Hosea's litany of death turns into Paul's litany of resurrection. 
In Hosea 13, we have this imagery of a ferocious mama bear, leopard, the lion. In 1 Corinthians, we have the peaceful imagery of harvest, sowing, growth. In Hosea 13, God is angry. In 1 Corinthians, God is full of grace. He's the Father who gives new life. Victory is in Jesus Christ. In Hosea 13, the sounds of defeat, death, and there's his mother weeping for her unborn child. And in 1 Corinthians, the sounds are of victory, of the trumpet sounding. So we have this shift um, that Paul uses the scripture to tell a different story. Now we get into Hosea 14. This is the great part, and I only have five minutes. Okay. We'll do this fast. Hosea 14 is all about hope and healing. Hosea is, has been broken up into three main sections, and each one of these three main sections concludes with a declaration of God's love for his people. In verse, chapter 3, verse 1, um, his love is expressed through forgiveness. In chapter 11, verses 1 and 4, God is expressing his love through nurture, the nurturing parent, right? The raising up of the child to the chief. And in chapter 14, we have God expressing his love through healing. So here's the three quotes. We have this three-part chapter here in 14. Um, we have confession, we have response, and then a conclusion. The imagery is of a person who has stumbled and fallen and is in pain. There's this word, ewan. There we go. Um, that is the Hebrew word, um, not in Hebrew characters because you wouldn't know how to read them. And my Hebrew is not that great. Um, so this Hebrew word, ewan, um, is also in 5.5 five, where Ephraim shall stumble in his guilt. Um, there's this, this picture of this person who has fallen and is in pain. It's in pain. Um, and in, in verse 4, there's this assumption that this pain has been going on for a long time. It's a long um, sec section of just being in pain. And, and here, he's saying, Assyria is not going to give you the healing. Healing does not come from Assyria. Healing comes from me. And then Hosea has this prescription. His prescription is to confess. To con confess your sin and to confess your faith. Right? So you're, you're saying, I have, I've sinned, we've rebelled, I have, I've been, I, I did the wrong thing. I'm sorry, God. But I love you. I believe in you. That's what Hosea is saying. Confession of sin and confession of faith. God's response um, is to offer healing and forgiveness. God talks about Israel in, chapter, in verses 4 through 7 and to Israel in verse 8. His anger has passed. He will heal. And he gives us these three images of healing. The first one is dew. Now, notice... Do as in the little water droplets on the on the ground, not do as in do 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 do. Um, so notice that 
before, he, um, Hosea uses do as an example of something that just disappears, right? Um, and, and that's how he talks about do, is transitory and evaporating. But here is the, the, the positive sign. It is a balm, a cooling and soothing. It is nourishing to the soil. It lets plants um, grow in the desert, grasses and um, small brush. So we have this picture of people living in happiness and harmony. Um, shelter or shade from the burning sun. This is another um, image that Hosea is using of how God is responding. Um, shelter from the burning sun, protection, imagery of um, like unlike what Assyria and Egypt would provide, um, the shelters from the storm and shade from the heat, but also conveys this delight, like um, a, a lover sitting in the shade of her beloved, like in the Song of Songs, right? Um, we have that, that imagery. And finally, God's response is as a source of life in verse 8. The chapter begins with the suffering of the person who has stumbled and is in pain and ends with this imagery of flourishing and fruitfulness. And the, verse 9, um, those, the word to the wise, those who walk in the way of transgressors will stumble like they did in 14.1. Those who are wise will walk in the Lord's ways. The final chapter is a summary of Hosea's message, the warning and the hope. This is not a story for those who will have it all together but for those who are falling apart. Hosea knew brokenness, adultery, divorce, single parenting, rebellion of the child. He was sensitive to this, the moral failings of this world around him, his nation. Yet he knew of God's love, which kept on loving people who were unfaithful and rebellious. Hosea would have understood why Jesus hung out with the tax collectors and the sinners, the outcasts of society. The ministry of Jesus was the embodiment of this promise from God in 14.4. I will heal their faithfulness. I will love them freely. Isn't that cool? The prescription in Hosea to forgiveness, nurture, and healing is for his hearers to return to the Lord, to ask for forgiveness, to affirm trust in the Lord alone. It's for these people. <laughs> right? It's for these people. It's not for the people who have it all together. It's for the people who are at that end of the rope. That's not my cat. <laughs> people who are wishing to find their way back to a healthy relationship with God are invited to acknowledge that they are at the end of their rope. That they have not been able to find help from others, nor within their own resources, nor with quasi-religious systems of self-help designed by human minds and hands. <coughs> to such a blessed life, the prophet calls the people who are broken and wounded, but he know that because of God's healing love, there is a way to wellness. Amen? Amen. And since there was the other cat, these are mine. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we thank you for uh, this, what you have told, taught us through the prophet Hosea, 
pray that you would be with the ladies here, that you would give them a wonderful um, community in their groups and a great conversation that is uplifting and that worships you. In Jesus' name, amen.